Hi, welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Podcast. Uh, today I'll be reading one of the stories from Malgudi Days, uh, a series of short stories by the famous author R.K. Narayan. Uh, most of his stories are based in this small fictional village in South India called Malgudi. Now, the story is called Out of Business and while reading it, I recalled that I had already read this story some, somewhere in my 7th or 8th standard and... I recall like it was the first time I had read an Ark and Aran story and it had really fascinated me. So hope you enjoy it as well. So here it goes. Out of Business by Ark and Aran. Little over a year ago, Rama Rao went out of work when a gramophone company of which he was the Malgudi agent went out of existence. He had put into their agency the little money he had inherited as security. For five years, his business brought him enough money, just enough to help him keep his wife and children in good comfort. He built a small bungalow in the extension and was thinking of buying an old baby car for his use. And one day, it was a bolt from the blue, the crash came. A series of circumstances in the world of trade, commerce, banking and politics was responsible for it. The gramophone company, which had its factory somewhere in the North India, automatically collapsed when a bank in Lahore crashed which was itself the result of a Bombay financier's death. The financier driving downhill when his car flew off sideways and came to rest 300 feet below the road. It was thought that he had committed suicide because the previous night his wife eloped with his cashier. Ramarao suddenly found himself in the streets. At first, he could hardly understand the full significance of his collapse. There was a little money in the bank and he had some stock on hand, but the stock moved out slowly, the prices were going down and he could hardly realize a few hundred rupees. When he applied for the refund of his security, there was hardly anyone on the other end to receive his application. The money in the bank was fast melting. Ramarao's wife now tried some measures of economy. She sent away the cook and the servant, withdrew the children from a fashionable nursery school and sent them to a free primary school. And then they let out their bungalow and moved to a very small house behind the market. Ramarao sent out a dozen applications a day and wore his feet out looking for employment. For a man approaching 40, looking for employment does not come very easily, especially when he has just lost an independent lucrative business. Ramarao was very business-like in stating his request. He sent his card in and asked, I wonder, sir, if you could do something for me. My business is all gone through no fault of my own. I shall be very grateful if you can give me something to do in your office. What a pity, Ramarao. I am awfully sorry. There is nothing at present. If there is an opportunity, I will certainly remember you. It was the same story everywhere. He returned home in the evening. His heart sank as he turned into his street behind the market. His wife would invariably be standing at the door with the children behind her looking down the street. What anxious, eager faces they had. So much of trembling, hesitating hope in their faces. They seemed always to hope that he would come back home with some magic fulfillment. As he remembered the futile way in which he searched for a job and the finality with which people dismissed him, he wished that his wife and children had less trust in him. His wife looked at his face, understood and turned in without uttering a word. The children took the cue and filed in silently. Ramarao tried to improve matters with a forced heartiness. Well, well, how are we all today? To which he received mumbling, feeble responses from his wife and children. 
it rent is hard to see them in this condition at the extension how this girl would sparkle with flowers and a bright dress she had friendly neighbors a women's club and everything to keep her happy there but now she hardly had the heart or the need to change in the evenings for she spent all her time cooped up in the kitchen and then the children the house in the extension had a compound and they romped about with dozen other children it was possible to have numerous friends in the fashionable nursery school but here the children had no friends and could only play in the backyard of the house the shirts were beginning to show tears and frays formerly they were given new clothes once in 3 months rama rao lay in bed and spent sleepless nights over it all the cash in hand was gone their only source of income was a small rent they were getting from their house in the extension they shuddered to think what would happen if their tenant should suddenly leave it was in this condition that rama rao came across a journal in the jubilee reading room it was called the captain it consisted of four pages and all of them were devoted to crossword puzzles it offered every week a first prize of 4000 rupees for the next few days his head was free from family cares he was thinking intensely of his answers whether it should be tallow or follow whether bad or mad or sad would be most apt for a clue which said men who are this had better be avoided he hardly stopped to look at his wife and children standing in the doorway when he returned home in the evenings week after week he invested a little money and sent his solutions and every week he awaited the results with a palpitating heart on the day a solution was due he hung around a news agent shop warming himself into his favor in order to have a look into the latest issue of the captain without paying for it he was too impatient to wait till the journal came on the table in the jubilee reading room sometimes the news agent would grumble and rama rao would pacify him with an awkward affected optimism please wait when i get a prize i'll give you 3 years subscription in advance his heart quailed as he opened the page announcing the prize winners someone in baluchistan someone in dhaka and someone in ceylon had hit upon the right set of words not rama rao it took 3 hours for rama rao to recover from the shock only way to exist seemed to be to plunge into the next week's puzzle that would keep him buoyed up with hope for a few days more this violent alternating between hope and despair soon wrecked his nerves and balance at home he hardly spoke to anyone his head was always bored in thought he quarreled with his wife if she refused to give him his rupee a week for the puzzles she was of a mild disposition and was incapable of a sustained quarrel with the result that he always got what he wanted though it meant a slight sacrifice in household expenses one day the good journal announced a special offer of 8000 rupees it excited rama rao's vision of a future tenfold he studied the puzzle there were only four doubtful corners in it and he might have to send in at least four entries a larger outlay was indicated you must give me 5 rupees this time he said to his wife at which that good lady became speechless he had become rather insensitive to such things these days but even he could not help feeling the atrocious nature of his demand 5 rupees were nearly a week's food for the family he felt disturbed for a moment but he had only to turn his attention to speculate whether hope or rope or dope made most sense for some people prefer this to despair 
and his mind was at once at rest. After sending away the solutions by registered post, he built elaborate castles in the air. Even if it was only a share, he would get a substantial amount of money. He would send away his tenants, take his wife and children back to the bungalow in the extension and leave all the money in his wife's hands for her to manage for a couple of years or so. He himself would take a hundred and go away to Madras and seek his fortune there. By the time the money in his wife's hands was spent, he would have found some profitable work in Madras. On the fateful day of results, Rama Rao opened the captain and the correct solution stared him in the face. His blunders were numerous. There was no chance of getting back even a few annas now. He moped about till the evening. The more he brooded over this, the more intolerable life seemed. All the losses, disappointments and frustrations of his life came down upon him with renewed force. In the evening, instead of turning homeward, he moved along the railway station road. He slipped in at the level crossing and walked down the line a couple of miles. It was dark. Far away the lights of the town twinkled and the red and green light of signal post loomed over the surroundings a couple of furlongs behind him. He had come to the conclusion that life was not worth living. If one had the misfortune to be born in the world, the best remedy was to end matters on a railway line or with a rope. Dope? Hope? His mind asked involuntarily. He pulled it back. None of that, he said, and set it rigidly to contemplate the business of dying. Wife? Children? Nothing seemed to matter. The only important thing now was total extinction. He lay across the lines. The iron was still warm. The day had been hot. Rama Rao felt very happy as he reflected that in less than 10 minutes, the train from Trichinopoli would be arriving. He lay there. He did not know for how long. He strained his ears to catch the sound of the train, but he heard nothing more than a vague rattling and buzzing far off. Presently, he grew tired of lying down there. He rose and walked back to the station. There was a good crowd on the platform. He asked someone, What has happened to the train? A good train has derailed three stations off and the way is blocked. They have sent up a relief. All the trains will be at least three hours late today. God, you have shown me mercy. Rama Rao cried and ran home. His wife was waiting at the door, looking down the street. She brightened up and sighed with relief on seeing Rama Rao. She welcomed him with a warmth he had not known for over a year now. Oh, why are you so late today? She asked. I was somehow feeling very restless the whole evening. Even the children were worried. Poor creatures. They have just gone to sleep. When he sat down to eat, she said, Our tenants in the extension bungalow came in the evening to ask if you would sell the house. They are ready to offer good cash for it immediately. She added quietly, I think we may sell the house. Excellent idea, Rama Rao replied jubilantly. This minute we can get four and a half thousand for it. Give me the half thousand and I'll go to Madras and see if I can do anything useful there. You keep the balance with you and run the house. Let us first move to a better locality. Are you going to employ your 500 to get more money out of crossword puzzles? She asked quietly. At this, Rama Rao felt depressed for a moment and then swore with great emphasis. No, no, never again. 
Hey, uh, hope you enjoyed the story out of business by R K Narayan. Uh, so today I'd like to add a special section to the podcast. I'll uh, like to read one of my own stories. Hope you enjoy it as well. And yeah, here it goes. The story is called Yellow. Are you even listening to me? What are you thinking about? I was not sure what I was thinking about. since my mind tends to abhor any linear order of thought rather it's mostly a storm inside with my conscious jumping from one branch to the other in that forest of notions ideas and imagination she shook her head shrugged her shoulders and continued don't you really care we had made all these plans together of how things would be why would you abandon those and at what cost of course i cared who wouldn't care for their own child i said to myself but i also had this nagging feeling of being grossly unfair to my wife and my would be child why was why was i doing this and why now i stepped closer to her and held her hands we will manage i have some savings kept aside we would figure it out together no no we talked about this she said in a half annoyed and half shocked voice as she pulled her hands away from me We had decided how we would give the best life to this human breathing inside me. How we would provide him a beautiful and loving abode, shield him from the adversities of the world, and make sure he has the best possible childhood. Isn't that we promised him? Do you even remember? Yes, I do remember. We can still give him all those things. It would just be a different challenge for us. Really? So how do you think we would keep hold of this house? How would we even manage the mortgage payments? Have you even thought about any of this? She was right. I had not thought about the repercussions of my decision. Was I blinded and selfish in making that call? Tell me, what responsible family man would quit his full-time job to work on a novel? Where would the money come from when I would need to take a break from my sterling job as a receptionist? Have you thought about that? The answer was a resounding no in my head. You think I love my job taking calls making notes pretty much doing the same thing over and over again Still I do it right for us I know I try to do it as well but I really want to finish this novel and I need to give it my all I somehow feel I'm at the cusp in my life where I need to decide what I really want to be I feel every day I don't add a sentence to my story the further away I'm dragged from my own self I really tried doing it in spare time i had left after all the drudgery of my office but i felt dishonest to myself inside i don't know whether it would come out good or whether it would be a total failure but at this point in my life it feels really fair to listen to what my heart has to say and what about i have to say she said as she looked straight into my eyes yes i do care what you think about and that is where i would need your help we can work this out together i promise she receded further away from me no no this doesn't feel right how can you do this to us you're selfish she was getting louder selfish pure selfish she roared suddenly seeming in the voice of my mother are you even listening to me what are you thinking about nothing nothing there's just too much work nowadays in the office Ah, don't worry. You'll pull pull through. Yep. And as I was saying in the evening, let's close on the color of the wall for the baby's room. I prefer yellow. Yellow sounds fine. 